Hey guys, welcome back to my podcast, King's Corner Life Notes. Today we have a kind of different episode, um, different from the regular myself and another person. I kind of wanted to record something on my own of just a journey that I've struggled with since I was 10 years old. And I thought it would just be interesting to, you know, create an episode about it you know it could help a young child going through the same thing um those are my thoughts behind it but i really hope you guys enjoy this episode it is different but kind of opening the doors to some of the struggles that i've had to deal with at a very young age um so yeah let's get into it Okay, so I want to talk about um, my scoliosis journey. And for people that don't know what scoliosis is, scoliosis is basically a curvature that people developed in their spine. So this journey for me has been realistically almost like a 15-year journey at this point. Um, And it's just so crazy when I think back in of all the things I had to go through, procedures, operations you know doctor's appointments and you know not that a 10 year old shouldn't have to go through that and I know a lot of people have it worse than me but I just thought it'd be crazy to kind of reflect and come to terms since that journey is behind me now but yeah so I really hope you guys enjoy it so when I was growing up I really loved gymnastics gymnastics was one of my favorite sports I would always play yes it is a sport and um, I remember I would always go to this one specific center in my area and I would always love going on the trampolines. The trampoline was my favorite um, out of all of the stations. So I remember I was jumping on the trampoline and I had this um, pain in my chest whenever I would jump on the trampoline. So I remember when my mom picked me up that day, I told her about it and I said, hey, listen, I have this pain when I jump on the trampoline. Kind of weird. My mom, obviously being a great mother, took me to the doctor. I got an x-ray and like I said before, I was 10 years old, very, very, very young. And just for a perspective, I am, I think, 22 years old. Yes, I do have to think about it quite often. Don't judge me. But yes, I am 22 years older now. So this was 12 years ago. So when I was 10, which is crazy. Is it actually 12 years ago? Yeah, right? Yeah, 12 years ago. <laughs> so this is 12 years ago. So I go to the doctor's office, get my x-rays done. And this was my family doctor, someone who we obviously trusted, we've known for a while. And he comes back to me kind of, I remember sitting on the doctor's pedestal and I remember being like, this guy is, you know, kind of frantic. He's kind of like shooken up a bit, which concerned me a bit, obviously. I'm We're here to see what's wrong with me, so... He comes back in the room and he's all frantic and he goes, um, Lisa, Emma has um, a miniature curvature um, of scoliosis in her spine. And I remember just obviously don't know what that is. And my mom didn't know either. So he explained it to us and he just said, I'm going to, um, you know, refer you to um, a clinic, a spinal clinic around the corner and we'll keep an eye on it. But if it does progress to 50 degrees, a 50 degree curvature then you are going to need surgery 
which would be located at SickKids in Toronto, downtown. So at the time, I think mine was super, super low. I think it was probably around like maybe 8 degrees, 10 degrees. And keep in mind as well that from my understanding, what the doctor told us was that a lot of people have scoliosis in general, but it's not as severe that you need to get surgery for it. So it's not uncommon for someone to have scoliosis. It's uncommon for them to reach a point where it's 50 degrees and you need surgery, which obviously implies that they're going to be slanted. You know, if your spine's curved, you're not going to be standing straight. You're going to be on the side and just not standing straight. So keep that in mind. So I wasn't really freaked out or anything. I was like, oh, I just need to, you know, keep up better posture. I need to, you know, make sure I'm not slouching and just make sure that my spine is always, you know, in check. That's what the doctor told us. So we go to more appointments and we've noticed, I think a couple years later, like not even a couple years, I think maybe a couple months later, it started to curve more and not major, but a little bit larger than eight degrees that it was before. So my mom was referred to this um, spinal clinic, which then they suggested that I get a back brace in order to resist the spine um, moving more than, you know, the 50 degrees getting to that point. We want to avoid that is basically what they're saying. So we go and it's almost like a straight jacket brace and I just remember we were going getting it fitted and I don't think this was covered under insurance so my parents had to pay um, could be wrong I wish I had one of them here to verify but had to go get a brace for that and I remember I was able to move in it which was a great feeling um, so it wasn't like I was restricted it wasn't a hard brace it was just more like a straight jacket with a lot of um, velcro clip-ons that I had to do myself and I just had to wear that in order to resist the spine from growing any more than it already has so I did that and I had to wear it for six months so six months later I'm still probably 10 maybe I'm 11 at this point but it it ends up not working so my mom's getting frustrated I'm frustrated obviously I wore this brace for six months and it did nothing it my spine still pushed through and it was curving so then it reached the point where I had to go into sick kids because it was starting to progress really, really quickly. So I had to go into sick kids and they said that I had to get a hard brace, which was, let me emphasize how horrible it is to get a hard brace of any kind, any part of your body. You don't want a hard brace because you can't move in it essentially, right? So I remember going into sick kids, having to get this mold of, of my back and my chest and everywhere and everywhere in between so I got this hard brace and they told me that I had to wear this all day and all night every day in order to stop my spine from curving to the point that I need surgery now understand I'm probably hmm, I'd say maybe 11 years old at this point you know I, I like to play soccer and I love doing gymnastics all of that was taken out couldn't do it anymore because Obviously, there's so much pain going on with wearing the back brace. You know, my spine's starting to curve, so I'm starting to get the impact of that. And I just remember being like, wow, this sucks. And I had to go in every day for school and 
wear clothes that were baggy so that it wasn't my jeans weren't rubbing on to where my hips where the hard brace was and it was just overall it was really bad I think you guys understand the point so it was really bad and I said to myself if this doesn't work I'm gonna lose my mind and obviously I'm in grade six so just another perspective I'm in grade six I'm 11 years old and I am devastated so a couple months later they schedule an appointment where I had to go in to get more x-rays and make sure that I don't need surgery. So a couple months go by, I'm wearing this brace and I honestly would cry every night. I remember crying every night wearing this thing and my mom, you know, obviously hearing your daughter crying at night. It's just not reasonable to wear a back brace to sleep. It really isn't. When you're in grade six, I'm 11 years old. What mother wants, you know, to put their child through that? So we often didn't wear it at nighttime, but I made up for it by wearing it during the day, like all day, which which is what my mom and I's deal was to each other. Moving forward, I'd go back into the appointment, get my x-rays and everything, and they tell me, Emma, you need surgery. I've reached the point where I am now 60 degrees. I would say around, I was above 50, let's be clear. So I was above 50, and I just remember sitting there crying. And they obviously let me and my mom and my dad and I, we obviously were just very upset. We didn't know what to do. When I hear surgery, I hear what it's like in the movies. People can die from it. So I'm in grade six hearing that I need surgery on my spine. And I don't really understand the circumstances because I'm so young and my mom didn't really let me explore the kind of risks, obviously. Thank God. Thank you, mom, for not doing that. But... I just remember being so sad and not sure how to feel and thinking, oh my God, I could die. I literally remember thinking I could die from this. This could be my last (laughs) years on this earth. So dramatic, but really, I really did. And I remember going into school the next day or a couple days later and all all the older kids came up to me and they said, you know, you could die from this, right? Like, what if you are awake, but you can't move? And they're telling me all these things I never knew was possible (laughs) which is freaking me out i'm trying not to show it i'm trying to you know stay calm cool and collected probably made me look like a loser being like i already knew that but you know i was trying my best anyways on november 22nd i believe it was 2010 or 2012 i don't have my years right but i'm gonna assume it's 2010 i'm not sure But November 22nd, I was 13 years old and I went in for my first surgery. So they book you for the surgery in advance. So they probably booked the surgery a year in advance, if not more than eight months. So my spine has definitely started to increase within that. Now, I I was talking to my mom and she told me that my spine was more than 70 degrees curved when I was 13 years old so that's when I had my first surgery like I said November 22nd and I remember the preparations for surgery was really weird I couldn't eat 24 hours before the surgery which sucked I couldn't eat I couldn't drink water 12 hours before my surgery Um, it was just crazy you know I had to go through at this point I was in grade seven and I remember I had to wash my body in the shower with a specific 
soap. And I had to make sure I had no nail polish, no makeup, remove any piercings, all that jazz. And it just made me feel like I was going to jail. That's how it felt. And I remember I braided my hair. I woke up the morning of the surgery. My mom was videotaping me just to like document the moment. And I just remember being so scared. And my mom and nanny were there. And God bless them. They definitely made me feel better. My nanny was just so comforting in being there for me. And I got driven to the sick kids where my procedure was going to be done by Dr. Reinhard Zeller. Great surgeon, one of the best in the world. So my dad kept telling me he's the best in the world. Um, There's nothing to be fearful of. He does this all the time. It's just like breakfast for him. So I get to sick kids and I'm waiting there with my parents and they do a lot of tests and blood and all that jazz all this crazy stuff and I had to donate I had to donate two liters of my own blood prior to the surgery in order to reassure that when I do surgery if I lose blood I can give my own blood which is which was great honestly um I just watched the movie Grease ate some candy and donated two liters of blood to myself no big deal Anyways, surgery comes out. I'm all good. Surgery went great. Let me tell you, the amount of drugs that they gave me was unbelievable. Obviously, I needed them because I just had two metal rods in my spine. Um, But I just remember for the first couple of days, I definitely say the first three days, I was so gone. And I was in a lot of pain, but what's crazy enough is they want you to progress so quickly that the next day after I had surgery, I had to walk. They made me walk after. I remember just screaming. I was like, no, why are you doing this? I just had my back open, surgery going on. No, I'm not doing this. I still had to do it. No choices were given. So no big deal. All my family, friends... Um, teachers came to visit me which was absolutely amazing I felt so loved but the thing was is this surgery was 12 hours it was a major surgery and I was completely looped out so I hardly even remember being awake for that week that I was in the hospital so I'm in the hospital for a week I'm in grade seven and I think I had three months out of school before I could go back Thankfully, my teacher decided on his lunch breaks to come to my house and, you know, give me updates on lessons and homework. Yay me. Was so happy about that. But I had my grandparents and my nanny and my papa taking care of me. Um, Obviously recovered great. The one thing that sucked was I couldn't do any physical activity for a year. I could do swimming after six months of my surgery, but swimming was not my uh, forte. I don't think I passed a lot of (laughs) the lessons Um, I'm pretty sure I'm probably still on level two at this point but you know volleyball and soccer and basketball were the sports I loved playing and it was devastating not being able to play on the sports within my school it's fine obviously everything has to be done for a reason but when you're in grade seven it's like the end of the world so moving forward obviously I had to get another back brace so this is my third one to make sure that my spine stayed where it was because apparently 
even after you get the scoliosis surgery, you could still have complications where your spine could curve. And as you see in the, I, in my x-ray photos that I put on, on my cover photo on Instagram, you could see how the bottom of my spine was not fused. So there was a risk that it could start curving. So I was given my back brace. Once again, lucky me to ensure that my spine would not move. And you're probably asking me, Emma, wouldn't they give you a soft back brace in order to ensure that you're comfortable even though you just had a big surgery? The answer is no. You would think, but I did not. I was given another hard back brace that thank God I was only supposed to wear during the day, which I did. It sucked and I would literally have to sit in class with my back brace on and everyone would make fun of me and take my back brace and all that jazz but what can you do about it you know we're all young kids like I said in grade seven so doesn't matter moving forward everything was looking fine I obviously had a lot of checkups and a lot of x-rays moving forward and everything was looking good and they said in two years you're gonna have to do another checkup to make sure that your rods are the same so I was like great see you when I'm in grade 10 a couple years go by I'm now 15 in grade 10 and I have to go in for my checkup. So I go in for my checkup and I swear to God, I tell people the story and no one believes me, but I go in for my checkup. I'm sitting in the waiting room with my mother and my father. I remember sitting beside my dad and I remember saying, dad, I have a feeling I need surgery again. And he goes, why would you say that? I'm like, I just have a feeling. It's just like a guts feeling, a woman's intuition. I felt like they were going to tell me I needed surgery again. And I remember texting my cousin saying, I have a feeling I'm going to need surgery again. So we go in for the, the appointment and the doctors say, Emma, your spine is curving towards the bottom. What we were trying to prevent happened and you need surgery again. Now, lucky me, I'm now 15 years old in grade 10. I believe it is 25th. No, it can't be 2015. What is my math? It has to be 2013. 2013. 2013, I get my second surgery booked. Thank God it wasn't as major as my first one, but they still had to go in. I think it was maybe like a six or three hour surgery around that time frame. And it was on October 2nd. And I couldn't believe that I had to get surgery again I had a feeling but you know hearing it it's like wow is this not going to be enough so I remember going in for the surgery and you know what's crazy is I actually really have great memory on the surgery because it was closer to now compared to my grade 7 surgery so I remember telling my friends and family I have to go in for another surgery and this time I'm in high school so I have like way more friends that are obviously really supportive and amazing and I made such good friends so it, it was I was very calm to say the least I knew what I was going into and I knew what to expect and I knew it wasn't as big as the first so I just went through it same at sick kids as well so I remember going in 
um, to my surgery, my father and mother waiting <laughs> um, with me in the waiting room to get called in. My cousin was there with me. I remember I had to walk in to the surgery room and climb up on the surgery bed, which I thought was ridiculous, but you know, these times are just crazy. So I walked in, climbed on up, and I remember they asked me, what flavor of anesthesia do you want? And I was like, ooh, bubblegum. You know, just a young 15-year-old girl. Bubblegum is my life. So I got bubblegum, and I remember they said, okay, count down from 10. So I go, 10, 9, boom, done, asleep. And I remember waking up, and I remember I was more awake this time than the first time. And I remember just, I was so looped up again. And I remember just pulling the nurse and saying, did I do okay? And she was like, you did great, Emma. And I said, thank you. It's all due to you. You were such a good nurse. And she was like, no, it was the surgeon. And I was just so looped up. My dad was laughing at me, recording me. So I had another week in the hospital that I had to do for my second surgery. And they told me I couldn't do... um, any physical activity for six months which is obviously better than the year that was previous to my first surgery so I was obviously happier with the with that news so I remember I took I would say two weeks off from school in high school and the thing is you can get so behind within school (laughs) so quickly especially in high school so I just remember being like oh my god, I'm like gonna have to take another year of high school. This is gonna be horrible. Like I want to see my friends. I'm getting FOMO, which is fear of missing out for anyone that doesn't know what FOMO is. So I go back earlier than expected. I remember my teachers were like, Emma, what are you doing here? And I said, well, I'm, I'm all good. I'm, I'm fine. I don't feel any pain. Obviously a lie. I literally just wanted to go to school. So I go to school and I didn't even make it till first period. I called my nanny to come pick me up. I was struggling and I went home and just was like, wow, this is horrible. I can't do anything. I have no life. I was very down on myself. I was at home all day while my friends were at school. You know, it's not the worst thing that could happen to a 15 year old girl, but I felt like I was, you know, in the worst case scenario ever happening, which is not. It really isn't. Anyways, and then from there, when I turned 18, I was kicked out of the sick kids system, which is fine. Um, You know, I think the moral of the story is that I came out of this, you know, with great conditions. Thank God I'm in Canada. Everything was covered. um, And I'm so healthy today. Now, I never had any more complications than that. That was the end. I recovered, obviously. Um, After the six months, I went into volleyball, was on the volleyball team in grade 11, and I had a great rest of my high school. It really did not affect my high school as much as I thought it was going to. Now, that is my scoliosis journey, and I just wanted to recap all of the struggles (laughs) that I thought I went through, but I think it's just important to note that, you know, everything happens for a reason. And it's okay to, you know, look back and be proud of yourself for accomplishments and going through any surgeries. It doesn't matter if it's a wisdom tooth surgery 
or if it's, you know, a scoliosis surgery. You know, you did it, you went through it. Um, and I honestly you should be proud of that. And I'm really proud of myself, you know, going from a 50 degree curve to 70 degree curve to now being a complete straight line with four fusions of rod in my rods in my back, sorry, and more than 10 um, screws in my spine. But I hope you guys enjoyed kind of hearing a different um, perspective on a journey that I know a lot of you guys witnessed. I'm sure a lot of family members and friends that went through the journey that I went through are listening. And it's just crazy to hear my perspective because when I tell people, um, you know, they're like, whoa, I didn't even know that. I didn't know they did this. I didn't know you went through this. But I think moral of the story is I'm really happy to go through what I went through. I wouldn't have learned a lot of things about myself and I feel like I'm stronger and better than ever. If I didn't get the surgery, I'd probably be at 90 degrees almost snapped in half. So thank you to everyone who supported me through that surgery. It was crazy, but I'm so happy we went through it. And I think it's important to reflect on these kind of big obstacles that a lot of people go through in order to understand how you've came on top from them. Now, don't be afraid to share these stories. It's not something to be ashamed of to have scoliosis or to deal with struggles just like scoliosis. Um, so I really hope this opened your eyes and you know gave you an opportunity to share you know your situations or feel comfortable with letting your family and friends into um, your kind of situations that you go through with it being scoliosis or wisdom teeth removal, it doesn't matter. I'm going to end it here and I really hope you guys enjoyed that episode. Anyways, thank you guys so much for listening. I can't emphasize that enough. And this is the cringy part. This is where I start plugging all my stuff. But if you want to follow me on Instagram, it's at kingscorner underscore life notes, where I post when I uploaded new episodes or anything like that. So if you guys enjoyed this episode, don't forget to follow me on that. And I'll talk to you guys later. Bye.